This is Ryan Watching the Movie, where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Going balls out in the lobby yard. Watching the Grobian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches a Movie. This is episode number 196. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? Doing pretty good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? Yeah. It's been a while. We're on a we're on a hiatus, a non-voluntary hiatus. That was what was that like? Three weeks? It was like three weeks. Did you get a bunch of shit done, Ryan, during that time? Nope. Your affairs <laughs> in order? Get you. Nope. We're ringing in the new year with a new episode. I have uh, I have something fun planned for our two hundredth episode. I mean, it's nothing big, so don't get too excited. Is it Moonwalkers? <laughs> No, no, it's not uh, Moonwalkers. It's not the choice of movie, but it's just something extra I want to do during the show that I thought might might be fun. I don't know. It might be a complete fucking disaster. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna guess disaster. Yeah. How the hell have you been, Ryan? How was your holiday? Man. Pretty good? Did you get all kinds of cool stuff for Christmas? Uh I guess. I call I tried to call you uh around Christmas just to check in but you you're like fuck it not happening no fuck that guy didn't answer <laughs> don't answer now oh that's the excuse sure that's sure bullshit <laughs> well i've had my mate i've been using my mate mic plan your beats uh, that sucks still. Your Beats uh, microphone? Yeah, it's about the end of that pill thing. Ooh. Oh. Suck still. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I understand. Well, welcome back anyway. Glad to uh, get the show on the road here uh, once again. What movie do we have you watch this week? Stay Alive. Stay Alive. Stay Alive. You die in the game, you die for real. Are you serious? Yep. This oh, is directed shit. by William Brent Bell. Picked this in honor of The Boy coming out this week. I have a synopsis here. For a group of teens, the answer to the mysterious death of their old friend lies within the world of an online video game based on the true story of an ancient noblewoman known as the Blood Countess. Ooh. Yeah. This uh, stars John Foster, Samir Armstrong, Frankie Muniz. Oh shit, Jimmy Simpson, Wendell Pierce. Yep, Adam Goldberg, Sophia Bush. There's actually people in this movie. There are. There are some people in this movie. Wow. All right, Ryan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Stay Alive? Oh, the movie opens with a video game, and the guy who's playing the video game. Goes through a house. It's not really important, but he goes through a house. And when he comes in the house, he ends up dying in the game. And his about ten minutes later, him and his friends all die the exact way they died in the game. So at their funeral, two of his other friends congregate. And they meet some other people, and they all decide to play this game. 
And they figure out eventually that the way people die in the game is how they die in real life. And that's my whole problem with it, man. It's like, alright, how many, how many copies of video game sell normally? Not like on a big budget or big title, but how many normally sell? At least several thousand. Yeah. Alright, now my question is, why isn't anyone else in the entire world going through this except for these people? That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. <laughs> it's just a Yeah, you don't you would think after cuz who's ever played a video game and not died at least once in the video game that they're playing. So, by that logic, every single person that bought this game ends up dead. You would think at some point they would be like, "Hey, Everyone that bought this game and has played it has died. Like, we we should look into this. Well, at one point, they're being investigated by the police. And the police go into a GameStop sort of store. <laughs> EB Games? Did they the go into Funko says, His excuse is, the game must be underground. It's an underground game. An underground I have game. Never <laughs> in my life heard of a game. Played on Darknet. That isn't available. <laughs> but <laughs> so one by one, these this new people they start dying in the game and eventually die in life. And they finally figure out that, well, the one girl figures out that uh, this lady lives on a plantation, and she's all angry, and that's why she's killing everyone. And that's all I forgot to mention. At the beginning of the game, there's like this spoken word thing, and for whatever reason, all the people that are playing this, they all say it out loud. And supposedly that brings this lady back to life. Mm. So anyway, they, they're being killed one by one. And they figure out where this lady's dead body is. Now, they go to it because they're told to drive a nail in her head. Neck and chest, I think. And the funny, another funny thing is when they go and find her body, it's not like a rotten corpse. It's like this lady's just like sleeping and she's normal human being. She's just hanging out. So eventually they, they end up driving these nails into her. Which, of course, makes her spirit angry. And she gets up and tries to kill all of them. And they end up killing her because she can't stand to see how old she is in her reflection. So, at the very end of the movie, uh, they pick up an alien where silver laptop nice and hold it up 
and she sees her herself and moves over. <laughs> what? And Freya, at one point in the game, Freya Minas dies, but he ends up living in real life, which also goes against every rule in this game. Because apparently, when you die in the game, you die in real life. But he Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz can't be stopped. <laughs> so they find her and they kill her, and that's it. So that does that? I take it that breaks the spell. I uh, I guess assume, yeah. Do they kill her in real life or in the game? They kill her. They. Show her a reflection in real life. And then they decide to burn the room that she was in. And for whatever reason, they're all able to get out, but she just runs around and because I'm fired a bit later. So she's still alive in the game, though. I, I assume so. This is really complicated. It's for, doesn't make any sense. Rules, Kevin. <laughs> it's just complete air. It just doesn't make any sense. I feel like this is during a time when horror movies were pretty pretty terrible for the most part. <laughs> I think this is contributing to that. So what'd you think of this overall? It was fucking terrible. I <laughs> think uh, it was terrible. There's so many had... holes in the story. It just nothing made sense. Frankie Mita is a terrible actor. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I saw this. Because he was little and Malcolm in the Middle. I used to like that. But he's but in that he... band from York. Yeah. Probably playing I'm, the White Bros. I'm this good weekend. on that. Too. What, what's, do you, do you, do I can't remember. Because there was another movie that we had him watch with Frankie yeah. Muniz, and we talked about it. Oh, really? King yeah. Foil. King's Foil. Oh, yeah. King's Foil. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Oh, boy. King's Foil. Nice. If I remember correctly, I, I remember when this movie came out, uh, It was I think it was supposed to be rated r originally and they ended up toning it down or something for the theaters to to give it a pg-13 rating i seem to remember reading about that where they had to kind of it, it sounds like pull it, it back it's in a way i would have been stupid <laughs> yeah there's an unrated edition yeah i think i saw the unrated edition oh i think an unshitty edition unshitty edition yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If like, they... no, I'm making this movie in general. Yeah, I'm not sure that that, that would ever exist. It would just be nothing. It'd be a blank screen for an hour and a half. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, what the the video game itself? It, I'm guessing there's a lot of a lot of footage of the video game. Does the video game? It's got good graphics. Look like a cool game. Oh, no. <laughs> Looks like like. Graphics from like, uh. <laughs> Please say reboot. Yeah. <laughs> Please. The seventh guess. Yeah, seventh. It looked like the original Alone, Alone in the Dark. If you get, if any yeah. of you 
remember what the original Alone in, Alone in the Dark looked like. It was like early 3D graphics, and it just looked awful. What are, what are they playing this on? They the they got in a video game store, but at the end of the movie, apparently this game gets a wide release, and it's for PS2. Ooh. Oh, PS2. So if it's a if it's a PS2 exclusive, uh, I did just how did it go from an underground game to wide release? I guess because they killed her. There was no more <laughs> he real. Finally, he finally got all the bucks out of the game. There was no more real threat. Okay. <laughs> namely, now, now, namely, the old spirit that kills you in real life. <laughs> well, now that she's gone, let's go ahead and release this bad boy. Yeah. So, uh, were all these guys like beta testers? Is that, <laughs> is that what's going on here? Uh, yeah, they were part of that once. Yes. Ah. Uh. That sucks. Was it was it EA? Was it an EA game? Because I have a feeling that it'd be an EA uh, game. <laughs> they refer to the beta testing, but they also refer to the underground fact a lot. It's an underground game. That's they right. Refer to this game must be underground. What does that mean? <laughs> Apparently, they weren't aware that there's no such thing as underground games. Oh God! Oh, guys, I just I this this doesn't make any sense. Like, did did her spirit did her spirit exist in the world before they made the video game? And how how does making a apparently video game the, wake up her apparently spirit? Apparently, the chant at the beginning of the game brings her back. So well, I'm wondering why. Why do you skip the? Chant? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just not say. And who's saying it anyway? Like, is that part of the number they all, one? They all said. Is that part of, like, the instruction manual? Like, to load up the game or something? Yeah, yeah. That's how you get past when the menu? I, when I load up, the chant comes on. It's, instead of start hitting the start button. <laughs> read this chant. Hitting X, you have to read a chant. Yeah, okay, okay. How the words should be kind of yellow. Mm-hmm. Well, and this... So now they became the yellow, as they were saying them, because, you know, the game, they had Xbox One with the Kinect back then. And it seems like this movie's trying to, I, I, I believe that it was probably trying to, to capitalize on the Asian horror craze that was occurring during this time. I feel like this is right around when The Ring was really popular and The Grudge and all of those. It seems like that type of movie. Instead of this shutter, they could have played Fatal Frame too. Just play that instead. Yeah. Anyway. That's one of the most terrifying games I've ever played. Hasn't there been a number of. Movies where it's like, oh, you, you play the video game, and it, when you die in the game, it's how you die in real life. This is it's the only one I can think of. I thought there was more. There's a I lot of. I think died in real life, and they're dying in the game. 
<laughs> Ooh, after he dies in the game and then he dies in the movie and then he dies in real life <laughs> if you yeah. die in the game and die in the movie then you die in real life wow that's a lot of death yeah i don't i don't know if there are uh, other movies that have the same i'm pretty sure premise. There, there could be i mean there's a lot of movies that have a similar premise like if you watch this video if you watch you know this thing on your cell phone if you call this number or whatever on your cell phone if you take a picture of this thing, you'll plus die. You always, plus, you always got to have that like chant or the saying or whatever. No, there's always a chant, of course. You got to have that chant. You got to evoke it. You got to evoke the spirit. Which is which is funny to think that her spirit, because that what she's like a blood countess from like God knows how old. So her her body, which hasn't aged at all, is just chilling out in real life. Until this guy makes a video game and does the chant thing at the beginning, and then she just wakes up and she's like, "Oh shit, I gotta kill. I gotta wait." How does she find out like how they die in the game? Like, what's how's that? Is that like a wireless type thing? Does she just also what I'm getting is apparently you can stop playing the game, but the game keeps happening even if you don't play. So, so it's a persistent world. Yeah, like a modern plant. It's like World of Warcraft. I turned it off. It was so platform. Wow. Oh, so, so it's, like your character I, in the game is like moving around and stuff on its own. Uh, well, at one point, uh, when Frankenstein dies, right before he dies, there's uh. Horse and carriage chasing after him with this canvas lady in it. And it locks him out of the van that he's in. So he breaks the window and ever so slightly moves the controller and then moves him in a form's way in real life. <laughs> what? <laughs> My next question is why wouldn't they just not play the game? Yeah, just like let's not play the game. Is that Never. how they got around it by making making it so that the game is always running even if you're not playing? Well, apparently the game also makes you want to subconsciously play. God, it, it okay, okay. Subliminal messaging or something like you're gonna fucking die if you if you stop playing this game. No, it's all a metaphor. It's basic need to play it. It's all uh, a metaphor. It's about so it's, it's about the tox the the t- toxicity of the video game industry and how games God. are addictive. addictive. And they take over your life, and then you end up getting run over by a horse and carriage. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be funny if that was it. specifically what happened. <laughs> We've seen it time and time again, Adam. So, so many, many people young, losing their lives to horse so and carriage. Young, young lives lost to horse and carriages from video game addiction. They're just not paying attention. They get locked out of their van, and the next thing you know, they are run down Bam. by a horse and carriage. Bam. Hmm. So this movie got a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. The critics' consensus says a by-the-numbers teen horror flick Stay Alive fails to exploit its premise for any real scares. Uh, that leads me to my next question, Ryan. Was it scary? There's a lot of... No. 
short there's answer. There's a lot of bad <laughs> no. noise scares, but that's about it. If I make, if I ever make a horror movie, there there will not be. If there are jump scares in it, they will not be accompanied by the loud noise. Now, see, it's interesting that you say that because if I were to make a horror movie, it's just going to be nonstop jump scares, just one after the other. Okay. For like an hour and 30 minutes. But they're not even going to be like scares, really. It's just going to be like someone ringing on a doorbell. The red herrings. Like, you know, like a dish falls off the counter. Something like that. Just for an hour and 30 minutes. So just... basically your daily life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's my daily life. <laughs> Anytime there's any kind of noise at all. <laughs> just I like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is that? <laughs> exactly. Because they're not jump scares. They're just, they're surprising. That's all they are. Like, it doesn't even have to be something that's terrifying oh, yeah. I mean, or scary. It's just a loud noise when you're in a quiet room. Right. 99% of jump scares in horror movies are that. They're like red herrings. They're yeah. things to keep you on your toes. They're it, just just be, it could just be your grandma saying hi really loudly. <laughs> and that would, that, would, that would get me to jump and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't like it. I, I want to see a horror movie that does not, because anytime there's a jump scare, even if it's something that's like a loud noise, like, you know, a cat jumping out of a cupboard or something, uh, it, there's it's always accompanied by the music, like the loud, or whatever. Yeah. And it's again? like, I, I don't want to, I want I want to have my scares rely on like tension and atmosphere and not, good luck with that. And not artificial. You know I'm watching yeah. that shit. Jump scares. Jump scares. I like how one of the, the one of the few positive reviews for Stay Alive is from Time Out. Oh, nice. And then it's just a bunch of green. Yeah. Just a shit ton of green. Well, let's talk about the director, William Brent Bell. Uh, he, in addition to Stay Alive, directed The Devil Inside, which I almost gave you. But then I thought, did I did I already give you that? Then that came out last year. It came out in 2012. Is that about the lady? Yeah, she's like possessed. Goes or to Italy or something. Because I think I'll watch a movie in honor of that movie. Yeah, that might be it. That might be it. I think you're right. Either way, I almost gave you that one and decided not to. That one actually has a worse score than Stay Alive. The Devil Inside only has a 6%. On Rotten wow. Tomatoes, oh, yeah. No. Uh, it, so he also directed the, his first film was called Sparkle and Charm. Ooh, Sparkle and Charm. Is that a horror movie too? Uh, da, da, da. Nope, doesn't sound like it. It says Jack is in his mid twenties and living in Texas when he gets dumped by Gwen, his gorgeous girlfriend. He decides to move to Las Vegas and sell RVs. That sounds like the worst movie. <laughs> it just sounds like somebody's real life. <laughs> it's a movie about a guy who gets dumped and moves to Las Vegas to sell RVs. Mm. Who wants to watch that? It's got Clint Howard out. I yeah, see that. So there you go. Hmm. All right. Well, oh boy. He he oh. did. That was his debut, and then he pretty much just did nothing but horror stuff since then. Uh, his last movie was called Were or Where W E R came yeah. out in 2013. A defense attorney begins to suspect there might be more to her client, who is charged with the murders of a vacationing family, than meets the eye. 
I know. <laughs> I just read it verbatim. Uh, <clears throat> terrible. Oh, it's a movie about werewolves. Oh, is it? So it's were. Werewolves. I like to say were. Were werewolves. Werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, that's pretty much it for this guy. So yeah, not not much else to say. Looks like he directed. Uh, what is this? He was a production coordinator on the TV series Women, Stories of Passion. Which is very short stories about women and their sexual fantasies. Oh! So, this is, this is horror a, men horror. So basically it's like a Cinemax thing, I, I bet. Yeah, so he, this guy did the two easiest things that he can do. Porn and horror? horror. And I'm sure he did the porn shitty. Because he did the horror shit. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Well, we still don't know. There's Sparkle and Charm, which is a comedy, which that might be his wheelhouse. I think he looks like Kevin Federline. Does he? I think he does. Yeah, he kind of does. Alright, let's go ahead and give your drum roll on this one, Ryan. What do you give Stay Alive? Two. That is a 2 out of 10. Coming back strong in 2016. Oh, yeah. All right. Next question. Do you know about the boy? And if so, are you interested? Uh, The other reason I'm interested is because of the girl from The Walking Dead. But I think that movie looks pretty terrible. I, I find it interesting that it's somehow getting a wide release. Yeah, that is odd. I just the synopsis for it. It's it's actually a life-size doll. So the boy's a life-size doll. After violating a list of strict rules, strict rules. So Gremlins. there's like a whole there's a whole <laughs> laundry list. Don't feed it after midnight. Don't get it wet. And then after violating those those strict rules, that's when she starts to believe the doll is really alive. Wait, you believe the doll's alive when it fucking winks at you? Or moves or looks at you or does anything at all? Well, I'd be concerned right when I get hired to babysit a doll. Yeah, that's when I would say, no. Yeah, that would be an immediate concern. I would hope that would be an immediate concern for anyone. For some reason, this movie kind of reminds me of that uh, Spanish horror film that I saw not too long ago about the nanny that gets hired to babysit, and it turns out that the person is, it's like a fully, full-grown adult girl that she's hired to babysit. Which, again, would, that would... Red flags everywhere. Yeah, it would set off a series of alarms in my head. But, yeah, even more so, a, a life-sized doll. And I want to know if she get. I need to, I need someone to give me this information at some point when she goes and she takes the job for babysitting the life-size doll is she giving the 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 list of strict rules that she must abide by because again that's another red flag the life-size doll shouldn't have a long oh no she yeah you you see that in the trailer the 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 parents the quote-unquote parents of the doll give her the list so again that's another red flag because a life-size doll should not have a list of strict rules to abide by. I do want to know what the rules are. 
That's the only thing I want to know. I just hope and, someone publishes the list of strict rules. What are the rules, and how do you go about breaking them? Because it seems like it seems like it'd be kind of hard to break the rules. They have to be. They have to be odd rules. Yeah, because I would think that you would just like sit the doll somewhere and then just and leave. Then just, yeah, just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued about this movie now. I, I just need so, I need someone, if anyone out there goes to see the boy this weekend, just email me the list of strict rules. I need to know them. Yeah, send, send the list of strict rules to <laughs> podcast at filmpulse.net and we'll, we'll look at the rules because I'm not going to see this. Kevin's not going to see this. Ryan's no. not going to see this. But I'm, I'm, I really do want to know what the rules are for some reason. <laughs> If it ends up being really good, I'll watch it when it comes out on VOD or whatever. But uh, something tells me that this one's not going to be very well received. No, I don't think so. What's your take on killer doll movies, Ryan? Dolls freak me out. But... Probably because you grew up in that room that had all the dolls in it. Eh. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I can't even tell you who's slightly terrified <laughs> just admitting to that. Remembering. Um, I don't, they terrify men. If it's done right, you can miss you. But if it's done wrong, that's the movie I don't want. Um, uh, uh, no, no. It was a horror movie, but don't me. Damn it, no, I can't remember what it's called. There was that one by, I think it was James Wan. Yeah, uh, what was that called? Annabelle or something? Was that a doll? Maybe? No, that yeah, that was a doll. But that was actually different than the one I'm thinking of. The one I'm thinking of is uh, it's called like something Silence. Look of uh, yeah. You know, remember that one? Look of Silence or something? Or... I remember the word silent. Dead silence. Dead silent. Yeah, dead silence. That's what it is. Dead silence. Ooh. That was a freaking that, movie. That movie is retarded. <laughs> But, I mean, there could, like, if dolls are done right, just get the hair there, then that's cool. Like, like, like Tales from the Hood, the one with Corbin Bernson. Um, that's terrible. Do you remember that? The, the, uh, yes. the slave dolls that come alive and kill him? I think, we're, I think we just pretty much solidified that our doll movies suck. Well, I said it before on the weekly show. I'm I am a fan of the Child's Play series. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's about the only like in my head. I guess I just create stories in my head of <laughs> dolls. I think the there was a scene in the original Poltergeist, the one with the clown. Oh, yeah. That was a freaky scene. I think it was in the remake, too, but I didn't see the remake. So. Even the doll in the uh, Fincher's The Game. The Game. That was yeah, crazy. that scene. That wasn't even a horror movie, but damn. Uh, fucking dolls. I would move. Like, if I came home and there's a doll on the steps, I'd fucking sell that house and move. Wouldn't <laughs> even bring it inside. I'd just be All like, right, see you later. <laughs> just get right back in my car. I'm trying to think of other doll movies that were actually... Was there one with uh, Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg? Oh, please. A really bad horror. Really bad. 
I mean, I know that he did, like, two. He did one that was, like, an anthology, and then he did another one. But I don't remember a killer, a killer doll. I thought, maybe I'm getting confused. That was, like, probably 20 years ago. So. You might be getting confused with, with freaking Tales from the Hood. <laughs> that, yes, that's there, probably correct. There's also Jigsaw, the, the doll from the Saw movies. Uh, He's a pretty creepy doll. I didn't find him creepy. I think he's pretty creepy. I mean, I I don't think that he's the main scary part of those movies. I never found any of those movies to be scary. But there's also uh, Puppet Master, all of those dolls. I don't think those dolls are scary either. And half the time, in, in most of those movies, they're not even bad. They're like good dolls. <laughs> good dolls. I don't dolls. think of that for every good doll. It's the only thing worse I'm than... Awkward as fuck. There's a really great doll scene in uh, Deep Red. I gotta watch Deep Red. I know you do. It's like one of my all-time favorites. Gotta get rid of the blind spot. I think it's, I think it's probably Argento's best. But there is a creepy doll in that too. A very creepy doll. Uh, Same with the Taurus Trap, which is a fantastic horror movie (laughs) about about like they're sort of like mannequins though. Oh, that's good. But they're it's. I I just saw that movie for the first time like maybe two years ago and it was, I freaking loved it. I like the idea of killer mannequins. Yeah, check out Taurus Trap. You'll it's batshit crazy and I absolutely loved it. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, just just read the synopsis for Taurus Trap and you'll be like, yep, I want to check that one out. Let me up. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, Ryan, on Stay Alive or? The boy. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I would say if you want to see a horror movie called The Boy, go see the other one that came out in 2015 because it's probably much better. And it still kind of irks me that two, two movies come out called yeah. The Boy. They're both horror movies. One in 2015, one in 2016. Yeah, what's that all about? And this one clearly looks much worse and it's getting a wide release. Yeah. And the other one did not get any kind of... I mean, people noticed it, but it wasn't like a mass appeal type thing. Do you think it was anything to do with what's her name been? I like how excited you are when you said that. Lauren Cohen? Yeah. I don't think so. Who knows? It was in the other one. Uh, Rain Wilson was in the other boy. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, he play, He didn't play the. He wasn't the main character, but yeah, I don't know. I think Rain Wilson has a bigger star power than Lauren Cohen. I mean, Lauren Cohen, really, all she's known for is a TV show. And Rain Wilson, at least, yes, he was known for a TV show, but he did break out in the movies there for a little while. Yeah. I don't know. The other boy was a. Uh, it was an indie, and it was complicated, and it was. Dealing with some controversial subject matter, and this this one's safe, and it's PG-13, and it's just about a killer doll. Yeah, that's another thing that really turns me off. PG-13, I've said it before, I'll say it again. PG-13 movies are a waste of time. I think there's exceptions to that, but I, by and large, I agree with you that PG-13 movies... Horror movies have no place. There's no place for them. 
I think that that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to send us your questions to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. And if you get a moment, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. See you later.